What's up, guys? Welcome to Winnipeg's Finest, the podcast where we get personal with notable Winnipeggers. If you haven't been with us before, here's what you've missed. Like, I even feel like I've always known that I was supposed to be here. So it's like, even if there was stuff that I went through, I always went through it knowing that Mm -hmm. this isn't like the end of everything. This isn't the end of the world. If there's anything actually that I would tell myself is to not be so afraid of failure. Oh, yeah. Um, how different was it for you to uh, watch a movie where Kevin Spacey is the villain? I mean, I feel like they just told him to be himself. <laughs> it's like, dude, be a shitty person who's a predator and, like, does bad things. And yeah. Kevin Spacey is like, I got you. Oh, boy, this is my role. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Mr. Professor, look at me, making money. What? Call campus security. Thank you so, so much to the fans who continue to support. You guys are awesome. We love you like crazy. This is why we love podcasting. This is why we love bringing you guys episodes. Please remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening. Remember to follow us on social media at WPGS Finest Pod on Instagram. And make sure you're staying posted and telling people about the podcast. We appreciate and love the support you give us. So just know that it lifts us up so much and we're very grateful. What's up, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Winnipeg's Finest. Today's guest is Dave Beakley, also known as Beaks. He's a trainer. Basically, one of my mentors, great fucking guy, one of Kanan's mentors, taught Kanan how to fucking cook eggs when he used to train Kanan. Great guy, we've had him on before. We talk a lot of bullshit in this episode. We talk ball, we talk learning from your mistakes, we talk online call-out culture, a bunch of stupid shits in there as well. You guys will love it. Today's episode is brought to you by Unity Underwear, the best underwear in Winnipeg, in the world actually, it's based in Winnipeg. If you use our code WPGSFINEST, you get 20% off. It's made of 95% it's soft, it's durable, it's stretchy, it's magnificent. You'll love it. Go get yourself a pair. We're also brought to you by Jellyfish Clothes Club, the best place in Winnipeg to receive therapy. We fill this pod with shallow water and a thousand pounds of epsom salts. nothing to be taken away from luck like you need luck and there we are recording you need luck to be a champion in any Save sport all my like, best material before we started recording and now now you can start hey i'm gonna be funny for the next hour this is bullshit you know me you know how impeccable my timing is for making people look unspectacular you sneaky brazilians <laughs> <laughs> but, but think about it like toronto gets past philly on four bounces that never happened in basketball history ever for another hundred years. That's yeah. how they beat Philly. Mm-hmm. Against Milwaukee, you know, you kind of need luck in that Fred Van Vliet was shooting 10% and then he started shooting 70%. Like that, yeah. when's that going to happen? He's been a catalyst for them. You know, you know what's funny? He's going to get paid this offseason, probably go to New York, and he's going to be one of the, the most recent free agency disasters. I'm just praying that the Warriors give the number two pick to the Knicks somehow. I'm like, I pray so hard that that happens because then they'll take Mello and they won't need Fred. Um, it'd be nice for him to stay, but as a, a sixth man. 
Or well, or or the the fifth best starter. Here's you know what I mean. Yeah, here's here's my thing with Toronto. You know, you're not a free agent destination, and the thing is, they want to get Giannis right. How? Yeah, I think you got to kind of build towards that. If I were Toronto, I mean, obviously you need to talk to Kyle and Fred about this because Kyle can be a bit of an asshole in his own right. <laughs> Bueno's on a first name basis with uh, <laughs> Kyle and Fred. I still call him Bueno. And he's on a first name basis with Kyle and Fred. And I still call you Beeks, which is yeah. the only name I think you should ever go by. But that's just me. You know what? I'm I'm like a, a modern day prince. There's a number of people that believe that my name is just Beeks. <laughs> there, there's no first or last name. It's just Beeks. Next, uh, actually, in 2024, I'm going to turn myself into a symbol. Yeah. It's just going to be a symbol. <laughs> I'm still... Uh, like the instrument? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I'd be more of a flute. You look like a saxophone man to me, to be honest. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm a big fan of the rusty trombone. Yeah, same. <laughs> big, big fan. <laughs> if it's posh, it's not worthwhile. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think if you're Toronto, something I'd look into is if you can swap Norman Powell and a couple other pieces to Indiana to get Oladipo. Because Lowry's going to retire. He's 35 next year. Yeah. He's not going to be Lowry anymore. So if you have Oladipo and he can kind of rehab his way back, kind of what you yeah. did with Kawhi, but on a much smaller scale, and he doesn't seem like he's hell-bent on getting to any city, now you have a greater chance at retaining top talent, you know, kind of show off your system again. I've, I haven't heard the Oladipo angle, but if they traded somehow for Oladipo and signed Giannis, that would be uh... – Jeez, I feel like an idiot. What's their GM's name? Uh, Ujiri? Masai. Masai. Yeah. He would be the greatest GM of all time. If he finessed those two players to Toronto, mm-hmm. that'd be wild. I think it could. Of. I think so, too. But I mean, Giannis like, has expressed interest. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, but Toronto is such a cultural melting pot. A guy from Greece, I could see, like, yeah, it would be appealing to him, right? Yeah, family from Nigeria. Oladipo probably wants to win. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what, you got Giannis, Oladipo, um, you got Ibaka. Gasol leaving hurts. Yeah. I feel like we Spain. can fill that spot, though. I definitely Just, feel like we can fill that spot. It's fillable, yeah. yeah. But he, he's like a good uh, locker room chemistry guy. For sure. Yeah. For sure. He contributed to our win, like, immensely, like – we would have made it to finals, but we wouldn't want to wouldn't have won a championship without Marcus Gasol. Yeah, yeah. He he gave us everything he could, and then he was done. Bring back JV. <laughs> I'd love that. He'd I would too, bro. To like that would be nice. He'd be happy to come back. Mm-hmm. I, I miss JV, but yeah, yeah. I mean, think of the kind of defense, and also Oladipo and Ananobi both went to college at the same place. I know that's not a huge draw, but they're both guys who played at Indiana. That matters to American college guys. Yeah. In Canada, uh, you know, it's not like you, you play Bisons. I play Bisons. Like, you know what I mean? doesn't matter. But uh, in the U.S., if you're like uh, – you're a Big Ten. Not even the same school, but like, yo, we got to get this guy. He played Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I, I know what that league is. He's a tough guy. He played Big Ten or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. That means a lot more down there. Well, think, think about the kind of defense the Raptors would have. Like, Fred, Oladipo, Ananobi, Siakam, and Antetokounmpo. I don't think any team's scoring over 95 on them. I really don't. Yeah, they'd have to have a really off night. Yeah, they'd have to somehow get playoff P on their team to let the other team score. <laughs> what a disappointment. 
Oh, uh, we can go on. Oh, I, I didn't even finish my point. I think you'll agree with this, but this is kind of the, the luxury of big market teams. Like the Lakers kind of bumbled their way through like seven or eight years. And because they're the Lakers, LeBron wants to go there. And then yeah. they have the pieces to get AD. So yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of, I think they kind of lucked their way into it, but there's nothing wrong with luck. Everybody needs luck. That doesn't take away. It's, from the, it's the same way they, they got Shaq in yeah. 98. Um, where it's just like, we're LA, man. Here's the history of the team. Mm-hmm. And you're in Los Angeles. You're going to be a superstar. So wh- what do you say? Plus, yeah. we'll spend the money on you. Yeah. And and then when Shaq goes there, or when LeBron goes there, the rest of the pieces just fall in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because everyone wants to go play in LA with like the top dogs, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the luxury you get when you're the Lakers. You don't get that as the Clippers. You don't get that as... Uh, your Milwaukee or Utah? No, nobody wants to play in Milwaukee or Utah. And Miami kind of has that allure a bit too. Yeah. Um, Plus the no uh, income tax in Miami. That's yep. a huge. I was going to say, the, the tax in Miami, Pat Riley in Miami, and uh, yeah. the weather in Miami. I mean, they'll, they'll get – guys just want to go there to ride out their careers just to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just in Miami now. Like my last mm-hmm. four years of my, my career were a vacation. Uh, they don't push enough for big names, though. Really? Miami? Yeah. I mean, they have uh, – who do they have? They have – um, yeah, they have Jimmy Butler. They have Hassan. They have – Hassan Whiteside sucks at basketball, and we need to stop pretending he's good. Like, I don't know – He's an average player. Like, he's not great, no, he, but he's not bad. He's but, really – Watching Historically, Hassan. what big free agents have gone to Miami? LeBron? So, the big three? Yeah, okay. So – LeBron and Bosch, Wade was drafted there. Mm-hmm. I have always thought Bosch was overrated. Um, and you Raptors fans will probably hate me for that. No, that's, but, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. <laughs> Who, Alonzo? Alonzo Morning? Yeah. Jim Hardaway? Rapt, Raptor legend Alonzo Morning? Yeah. <laughs> just, just after uh, Patch or Elijah Wan on that list? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot he... He played on the Raptors for a season. Yeah. Yo, the Raptors have some of the best wash centers in NBA history. Marcus Saul, Hakeem Olajuwon, Alonzo Mourning. Like, are you actually going to find a better trio than that? There should be statues outside the uh, the Raptors. What is it called? Scotia the Bank. Raptor Dome, whatever it's called. Oh, the, uh, the Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Raptor Dome. Jeez. Former all-star Jamal McGlure, too. <laughs> McGlure, I, mean, I mean, legit, though, can be. Yeah, I got, I got a Camby jersey, actually. Raptors. Uh, Montross, Eric Montross. <laughs> he was there. Now we're going too far. <laughs> um, some some washed-up point guards, too. Chauncey Billups was uh, in Toronto yeah. for a bit. You know what? Okay. Chauncey wasn't washed up, though. Chauncey went before he was good. He was young. Yeah, he's the inverse of washed up. Yeah. What a, what a, I, I love Chauncey's career path. Like, hmm Drafted, washed up, um, like like goes listed as a bust. He's in Toronto. Um, at least for Rick, Rick Patino at Boston too. Yeah, yeah. That weird portion of time in Celtics history when they beat the uh, seventy-two win Bulls <laughs> with the Diamond Press. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then totally turned his career around. Mm-hmm. Incredible Hall gotcha. of Fame career. Got traded for Iverson too. Yeah. Oh yeah, right. That was that was a train wreck of a trade for the Pistons. Jesus. Yeah. 
Um, you, you could have seen where that was going. For real, um, honestly, yeah. AI had yeah. such a hard drop off. Like, do we often see that with stars? Not, not often without a significant injury. Yeah, true. Um, I would have said Rose, but yeah, you said injury. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and Rose. You know what? And and Rose played himself back into a significant playing role. Yeah, and I think the difference is if if AI if AI could have been like I accept being a twelve and nine guy, he would have had five more years. Yeah, but he still wanted to be. Uh, Wanted to be the man. AI. And uh, be the 32, 32 points a game guy. And it's just like, bro, you're 30, like you're 30 years old. You're 30 plus. You're, you're not that guy anymore. But you, you can contribute if you want to play along to get along. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Ray Allen on the Heat. Yeah. Great example. Yeah. You, you know who's aged really well, weirdly LeBron enough? James. Me? Uh, and yes, yes, and whatever the third option is, maybe. Um, but this guy was, you know, knocked a lot in his career when he was younger and in his prime. And now if you look at his stats after he kind of got, like, shit on, he's been really efficient. Rudy Gay. Uh, you know, to be honest, I saw post-Raptors. Uh, where is he now, San Antonio? Yeah, and now he's a free agent. Okay. Let's sign him back. <laughs> I never, I never followed him after Toronto. And yeah, that's no, neither have I. Playing well? Yeah, and that's kind of where I'm going, right? Like, everybody kind of wrote him off because there was the infamous 11 for 37 game against Houston where LeBron was like, well, if I shot 37 times, I'd have 60. Then he shot 37 times in the finals and didn't have 60, so I yeah. bragged about that on the internet like a fucking idiot. And then he went to Sacramento, and everybody's like, okay, well, nobody cares about Sacramento. Like, the last six seasons of his career, I think he shot like 46 or 47%. And he's averaging like 12 or 13 points. That's solid. Yeah. Um, another former Raptor in San Antonio that I'm curious what the next step is for him is DeRozan. Um, mm. He's probably going to be out of the league soon. I agree. You think so? Okay, Beeks, what are the two most crucial attributes for a wing player in the NBA today? So you, you, like, if you want to be elite, do these two things at a high level. I'd say be able to catch and shoot and play defense. Exactly. You know, you, okay. Yeah, shoot the three. Yeah, defend the perimeter. DeRozan he doesn't do either. He can't do either of them, and it's not like he doesn't yeah. do either of them well. He doesn't it's do either of them at all. Like he doesn't have either of them in his bag. Yeah, he's a poor man's Iguodala. Ah, uh, I won't even go that. I'd say he's a poor man's Monte Ellis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a, he's a scorer. You know, all, all killer, no filler kind of thing. He puts up numbers, and he looks good, and he's got highlights, right? Like, I love DeRozan because he worked so hard at the things that he worked on, but I hated DeRozan because I always felt like he could have put his efforts into better, more productive areas of his game. Still mm-hmm. no three-pointer, still no defense. His handle's not that great, but he can yeah. shoot the hell out of the mid-range. What is this, 1994? That doesn't – great. Hey, that's my kind of basketball. <laughs> mid-range, driving dish, pick and rolls. Old school ball, man. That's the that's right. the. It's he, it's entertaining, like it is. It's it's really I, I don't know. And he always seems to disappear in the playoffs. Like what do you, what do you do with a guy like that? That was that a problem. Point? Is that that he what he did vanish in the playoffs? Very streaky player, and that that was my problem with him when he was on the Raptors. Like I, I it was like I loved him throughout the regular season because like when I said killer no filler, but yeah, like <laughs> you got to produce in the in the, in the postseason, man. Like. What yeah. do you do with a guy who gets bent? Like, literally, I went through this. He got benched every year in the playoffs. That's not a top two guy on the team. He no. can't be yeah. a top two, top three guy on a championship team. 
Yeah. Um, he's just you fucking like the guy. Like he he put his heart into Toronto. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to leave, so you want the best for him. Um, but the the numbers don't lie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After a certain point, like I can't feel bad for DeRozan anymore. The same way I don't feel bad for Russell Westbrook anymore. After a certain point, you need to adapt to your game. You yeah. can't just go a hundred million miles an hour every second of the game and just chuck the ball off the rim, hoping it goes in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I heard this the other day. Jimmy Butler is what everybody thinks Westbrook is. And I don't think I've heard a more accurate statement recently. Jimmy yeah, Butler. Honestly, I, I could agree with that. Because everybody pictures Westbrook as like this, this dog, this hard-nosed dude. He's aggressive, and he, everybody wants to play. He's a winner. Like, do, you, do you realize how many times Westbrook falls asleep on defense? Oh, Every totally. play? Every play. Doesn't shoot, he doesn't shoot the ball well at all. His jumper's broken. Yeah. He's a streaky shooter. I think, I think Westbrook is the closest thing we have to AI. And I mean that in a great sense because he's a cultural icon, and he – like for three years, he averaged a triple double, and you know everybody was rooting for him when Durant left him. Yeah. But at the same time, he can never be a top two guy on a title winning team. Yeah, if he put it together in Oklahoma after KD left, it would have been such like a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it didn't happen, you're kind of like. That chip on your shoulder just isn't turning into wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just turning into your like uh, the broken girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> literally. You know I was just I about mean? to make that comparison. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know, and, and him and Harden aren't going to put it together in Houston. God no. Um, right. it, it doesn't even look nice on paper. It looks no. nice in a video game, um, <laughs> or NBA Jam Twenty One. But in, in real basketball and people who, who know and understand the game, those two together is, is a terrible train wreck. It's a train yeah. wreck. I said, my buddy's a diehard Houston fan, and he was so excited when they signed Westbrook. I'm like, man, you're not going to win a championship with that duo. Like, you're just yeah. not. They don't work well together. Yeah. And, like, as much as, I, as much as I would love to see them, I would love to see both those players walk away with the ring. I love Harden, and I like, like Wayno said, like, uh, Westbrook's great for the culture, but – yeah, like yeah. you said on paper, it just doesn't work. Westbrook's too much of a ball hog. Same with Harden, and they both have the same mindset: just drive to the rim and hope for the best. Jack, there's, there's I mean, Harden's scores. a good shooter, but yeah, there's different kind of scores. And when your two best scores are guys that need to be ball dominant, yeah, your your offense won't work because one of them will disengage when mm-hmm. the other is. Pro- producing mm-hmm. whereas if you have a, a catch and shoot guy or a guy coming off screens when when the guy handling the ball gets stifled and kicks it out to you you're still ready to go because you don't need 100 touches a game yeah like a clay thompson kind of thing where it's just like right i'll score when you get it to me but outside of that like you do the work until you need me yeah. remember you know that, I mean? that game three years ago against indiana where he had 60 do you know how many times he dribbled the ball was it like six or seven? It was, like, it was 11 total. 11. 11 total. The whole game. Hard, yeah. Harden, Harden has 11 dribble possessions. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. Easy. Right? Like, Clay Thompson is that dude in group projects in school that gets an A, and everyone else did the work, and he did like the, the, the summary paragraph. <laughs> yeah, but, you know but for mean? some and reason. Project and Clay, Clay Thompson wrote the summary. 
you see but i'm i am a like a warrior's uh purist i think the warriors have figured it out in terms of how to have fun and actually win and not just get clicks on instagram you know what i mean right. like there's something about Golden State, and everybody hates Golden State. I get it. They're annoying, and Steph does the flex, and Draymond is loud, and they head Durant. Cool to hate them. It is. Blah, you know blah, blah. Means. That being said, watching Golden State basketball is entertaining. Very entertaining. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the, the reason why Durant going there works, right? Like a lot of times, like basketball is never played in a vacuum. You can't just throw players on a team that have talent and be like, this will work. Look at the Rockets. You try to build around Westbrook, a ball dominant guard who can't shoot and Harden, somebody who isos and takes step back threes and foul baits. Well, what do you have? You get rid of your centers because you need as much space possible. And the team looks like dog shit now. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, like even Wiggins going to golden state, uh, he has to change who he is to be successful there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole system. Hyper-talented, but what people don't understand is you can give players number ratings for talent, but at the end of the day, we're still real people. Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. collection of 15 guys have to gel together personality-wise and accept that you get more shots than me and, and this guy gets more money than me and you get more playing time than me but I get more rebounds than you or this, that, and the other thing. And everything comes full circle where we all work together towards a common goal. Right. And, uh, you know, Westbrook and Harden, that doesn't work. Um, James and AD are making it work Mm because James is at a point in his career where he's like, I'll be the assist guy. AD, Mm -hmm. go get a finals MVP. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So, and and you kind of knew, we don't know these guys personally, but from what you see in the media, you kind of knew those two would make it work. Because mm-hmm. AD isn't a dominating personality, and mm-hmm. that's forced upon LeBron, um, so he can play both sides of the card and, and step back. And if AD is not doing it, then LeBron will just be like, "Fuck it, I'll score." Yep. You know what I mean, AD's AD, I think, fits the role of sidekick so well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a good Robin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was jokingly going to tweet today. Uh, how I was going to say, how didn't anyone expect the Lakers to win when they have the best center in basketball, a top 10 player and playoff Rondo just to see what people said about LeBron. Um, I didn't bother. I think I was driving when I thought of it and I forgot until just this actual moment. Nice. But, uh, tweet it right now. Live tweet. Live, live tweet? tweet it right now. We live tweet. If you want, I mean, <laughs> live when we'd never record our episodes and release them live but sure when was this tweet from a week ago yeah that's <laughs> that'll be great no bueno why do you always have to shit on things Can't shut up. <laughs> but yeah th- there's no harm in being a robin like anthony davis clearly can't be the best guy on a title winning team that's okay right and just le- at least he accepted it, right? Like he understood that that he couldn't he couldn't do it at the, on the Pelicans. I think there are truly four four dudes in the league who can be the best player on a title winning team because we've seen them do it: LeBron, Durant, yeah. Curry, and Kawhi. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, like I can't even think of anyone else. Like, I mean, Giannis hasn't even got there yet. I mean, yeah, the <laughs> could Bucks- be. 
I feel like he could be if he has the right system around him. He, like, like not, if he came to Raptors, I feel like he would actually fit in really well in this system. I, I'm still hesitant on how the Raptors would make it work offensively. Defensively, I think it'd be so unstoppable it would not matter. But, like, Giannis – if the Raptors get Giannis, he's playing the five. Really? Do you think no. Siakam's going to play anything but the four? No. But, uh, yeah, I Nurse guess, yeah, he'd, be a, he'd, be a, he'd, he'd be a, he'd be a three and Nurse, – Nurse won't play – He'll play the three, Siakam at four, Ibaka at five. Yeah. Oh, good good God. That hurts my spacing ego so much. Because would, would you even have room to get Ibaka back? That's the thing. You sign Ibaka to a one-year. That's what I've heard is the Raptors are going to give Ibaka like a year 30 million because they're not going to spend much in free agents. Get Fred back, sign Ibaka, and then he hits the free agent market next year to give you the room to get Giannis. And if you get Giannis, you sign him to the max, Giannis is going to be making 37 mil. Siakam's going to be making 35 mil. That's a lot of your cap taken up already. Big time. Right? And, and there's, there's no spacing if you go Fred, Ananobi, Giannis, Siakam, Ibaka. There's no spacing on that. That's a good point. Honestly, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, playing Giannis at the five wouldn't be even that bad. He'd just play the same. He just, just would take it low. Well, he's he's supercharged Draymond at that point. <laughs> yeah, can he defend a five though? Huh? Well, I say can he defend a five, but today's fives are. Is there really a true five in the NBA anymore, aside from Jokic? Maybe that's why I kind of like half-heartedly reset my sentence because uh, it's like, statement. oh, oh, what maybe if Bogut? But did you say Andrew Bogut? Yeah. He's not in the league, is he? Cannon, is this? Are you? Oh, in no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No, he isn't. Are you oh, in 2020 with us? No, I'm 10 years behind, apparently. Hey, because my thing is, oh, even if they play the Sixers, like, oh, Embiid, yeah, the Celtics disposed of the Sixers in four, and they had Daniel Tice guarding him. I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think I think Embiid is. I think Embiid's extremely overrated. If I were Philly, I'd trade him. That's what I do. I think this year was the year that people realized this is the best version of Embiid that there's going to be. Yeah. Like the, the guy that you thought is going to take over and dominate the league, play inside, outside, dominate on defense, just isn't happening. Nope. He's not focused enough. He's not improving his game enough. Like what you see is what you get is so, some good highlights, some dominating games. But, yeah, you know, here's what he is. He's not in shape. Here, here's if I were Elton Brand, I'm clearly not. Uh, I think it's dumb that they are keep trying to make it work. Here's what I would do. I would try to trade, and I wouldn't have hired Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers is hell bent on Embiid and Simmons. And also, why do I want a coach who keeps blowing through on leads? Gross. I would have traded Embiid for somebody like Paul George or Chris Middleton. Middleton. That that's what I would have done because Embiid's injury prone. Yeah. He's never in shape. He's, well, he's injury prone because he's not in shape. <laughs> well, yeah, good point. He's never in shape. He's always hurt. Uh, he's inefficient from three, and you need floor spacing because I think Ben Simmons is the best piece on that team. If you had a team like Ben Simmons, Josh Richardson, Chris Middleton, Tobias Harris, and Al Horford, I really do think that could work. Mm-hmm. That, could be deeper, that, that could be a deeper. Uh, that could be a deeper on team. I could well, see it. Well, it just fits better. You have guys who can actually space the floor and play their position right. around Ben Simmons. Yeah. Right. Horford's a five. He's, nev- he's not a four. He's never been a four. Yeah. His whole career. 
Yeah, ex- even when he was younger on Atlanta, he was never the four. It was Josh Smith, which is another yeah. guy who fell off extremely hard. He he was a quick fall off guy. Yeah, he got that big contract from Detroit, and then he was literally out of the league in like five hundred days. Yeah. What about uh, what's his name? The number one draft pick from like twenty twelve. Anthony Davis. Uh, he's averaging thirty in the finals game. No, sorry, no. Uh, who was it? Who am I thinking of? Are you thinking of Bennett? Yeah, yeah Anthony, Anthony Bennett, or Another not Anthony Bennett. Bennett. Was it Bennett? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was Bennett. 2013. He wasn't a fall-off. He never got up to, be, to begin with. <laughs> yeah, that's just a, a disaster. I feel like he's one of the biggest bu- – like, he's a top-five bust of, in the NBA history. Yeah. Definitely. What do we think What, what do you think of Zion? What do we think Zion's uh, trajectory is? Supercharged Anthony Bennett. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, he's going to be a dominant player. I feel like he'll be great once he loses some weight and – Canaan. Can you tilt your mic back away from you for a bit? Sure, I can do that. Anything Just because, like, if you can fit the whole mic in your mouth. <laughs> oh, that's a Friday night. <laughs> I would literally do anything to fucking have one more workout at the old McDonald's gym, but that's besides the point. Um, oh, bring it back, man. Th- those memories in that place. Uh, some of the, some of the best times. You yeah. taught me how to cook eggs in that gym, man. <laughs> Yeah. You know, the, the obscure thing, there would be a good uh, list of obscure shit I taught young men uh, <laughs> in that gym uh, that has nothing to do with training. I would, I would just love to have one more 10 sets of 10 second sprints with Casey on the tread sled where we scream at each other for a minute in between every set and every screaming session is followed by, Bueno, just do your fucking set. Just do your set. Just do your set. <laughs> Uh, you did, you know, you you did put in a lot of time with Casey when he was a trainer. Oh yeah. Um, you and uh, you remember Brennan B more? Oh yeah, of course I remember B more. Yeah, I'm gonna forget. Uh, B B put in a lot of, it, which is funny because B is like my brother, like he he's legit family to me. Um, but he spent more time training with Saunders, and uh, yeah, you were you were two of the young guys that. It was the beginning of me letting go to be like, I can't be a presence in everyone's life in this place. I got to let someone else kind of grow into the role that I used to be in. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you and uh, Moore were, were two of those guys where it's just like, let's see, let's see if this young guy can, can pick up the, the slack. Yeah, and I'm a fucking nutcase. So Casey had his work cut out for him. <laughs> Be's easy. You were... Uh, you were in a handful in a negative way, but you uh, you wanted it so bad that you were hyper neurotic about your oh, training. That that's the you, best description I've ever heard of me. You you wanted to do more. You wanted to work harder. You wanted to do shit that you weren't capable of. Mm-hmm. So you, you make that you you make a trainer work where you get a lot of guys that are like, I'll, I'll come in, I'll do what you tell me, and I'll. I'll mostly do it to the best of my abilities. But I, I always think back to that one session when you were done a full hour of conditioning. Mm-hmm. I, I think we told this the last time I was on your guys' podcast. But I think so. You were done an hour of your conditioning. Then the football guys were dragging ass as you were waiting for your ride. Mm-hmm. And you did 10 more suicides on the prowler. Yeah. As a man maker for anyone listening faster than any of them did theirs i re- i remember it being that 
I was coming in for conditioning and the football guys were in. So we all did conditioning together and we did a relay of five suicides on the prowler per person on the team. And the loser had to do 10 sets of 10 tread sleds. And I was like, there's no fucking way in hell I'm doing tread sleds. It's going to take me another half hour. I'm going to die. And everybody here is going to die. So I was like, is there any way, like, if I can do something to save everybody else, can I do it? And you're like, yeah, you got five minutes to do 10 suicides. Go. And I was like, yeah, that's what I remember. That sounds familiar, actually. Like, whatever it was, was just stupid. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But you're you're just a dude that was like, I'm going to outwork everybody. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes guys like that are a handful. Mm -hmm. And even though, like, you're like, damn, this is awesome. As a coach, you're like, fuck, man, I prepared this and I got to move on in the next hour, but I don't want to let this guy down or this, this woman down. And so I got to put in like this extra work and kind of juggle some shit. Mm-hmm. So it was like a handful, but in a good way. Yeah, exactly. And I severely lacked social skills, especially as a high school student. So oh, your social skills were shit. Oh, the worst. Still are, but I mean. His high school social skills were your 2020 Twitter skills. Wow, yeah, that's, that's fair. I'm not sure who that's, that's more insulting to now that I think about it. Hey, my Twitter's fire. Actually, it's very mid, but I like to say it's fire. Your your late night Twitter is early two thousands Drake albums. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. I mean like like this dude's in his feelings. I gotta see uh I gotta see what Kanan's up to. <laughs> yeah. Probably crying. That's usually what that's usually You're fearless happens. on there though, like Oh, I do not care. Twitter is I, I love it. Like I'm very filtered on social media and you guys know me personally. So, um, social media beaks or, or, you know, podcast beaks is, is different than the dude when the camera's off, mm-hmm. but, but your Twitter is just like, it's an me? open book, man. I love it. I, I love when I come across something where I'm like, holy shit, this dude said that or retweeted that or replied to, to this person or that or whatever. Like, I, I love it. I wish Twitter I is my hellscape, man. Twitter is my complete diary. I do not give a fuck. No, but like, that's dope. the thing about it, though. It's like, it's such a persona. Like, you know me personally. Like, you know I'm very well-spoken and well-put-together. Twitter is just a shit post for me, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least Kane wasn't one of those dudes. I hated these dudes. That would, like, retweet porn in high school. I'm like, why the fuck? Why the fuck is this on my page right now? Nah, bro, that's just some of my bookmarks. My cousin, though, I've got a a cousin in her, like, early, mid-20s. I'll be scrolling, and there's some very, very graphic shit. I'm like, what did I follow? And it's like, this was reposted by your cousin. I'm like, man, this girl needs to chill. Like, we don't come from a family like that. And this girl's just putting it, yo, I need this this weekend. And, And you see that, and you're like... I don't want to know what my cousin's up to on a Friday night. Yeah, you got you got to mute. You got to mute, mute your cousin. Yeah. No, it's it's all love. I just yeah. I try not to think about it. Some people some people are wild on Twitter, man. Yeah, somebody was uh I remember somebody dissected our podcast on Twitter. No way. Yeah, they were uh, they were very upset about our episode with Tyler Carr and they oh. uh <laughs> Huh? I would like to, if, if you can find that, I'm, I'm curious what people said about that. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. And it was like, it was one person, right? Like we got a lot of positive feedback from it. It's like positive feedback and negative feedback need to be the same. So whatever people like it, they don't like it. It's all good. I believed in it. But it was like, there was one point where they tweeted out like, Oh, and at one ten you made a suicide joke. Like that's not funny. And I was like, yo, I've the, 
<laughs> the joke was, I said, like, why are people telling you to kill yourself on the internet? Like, if somebody told me to kill myself on the internet, I'd be like, man, I've tried multiple times. Like, I'm just not good at it, you know? You guys, yeah. you guys steer into your strengths. And, it, and that's truth. Like, I have. I have tried to kill myself multiple times. And so, like, I told the person that. I was like, yo, that's, <laughs> there's some truth in there. You know, like, there's a joke based on my experience. And they're yeah. like, oh. <laughs> and, they, and they shut the fuck up, right? They, when we were DMing, they were kind of like, oh, I, I still don't think you should make those jokes. I'm like, I'm still going to. You, you know it's one what? person's opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, jokes are jokes, man. And sometimes people got to realize, like, funny is funny. They're sensitive subjects. But if you don't like it, the beautiful thing about social media is that you can just not read it. Right. Yeah. Unfollow or mute, right? I, I, was, like, I was... Sorry, go ahead, Beeks. Suicide is not funny unless you're dressed like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> but, a good way to put it, though. Uh, it, it, it's not something to be, you don't talk about it casually, mm-hmm. yeah. but if you're a person who makes jokes, I kind of feel like the book's open and you make jokes about shit and people go, he is telling a joke to make us laugh. He's not being serious about this subject. Yeah. Like, y- y- like you said, you don't want to be flippant about serious topics, but if you're somebody who's like, that's something that you do gotta notice that some jokes stick some don't and if you piss off a lot of people i like to apologize be like yeah, i didn't mean to piss you guys off but it, it was a joke so yeah don't think i'm i like- tell more bad jokes than good ones but my good ones are fire your, your good ones are fire you're good but if you go fire. fishing you cast a lot of lines before you catch one right yep. that's the point of my twitter yeah <laughs> like, i'm just you, fishing man that's all it is if you bat 30 or what is it 300 in baseball then you make the hall of fame Yo, you're you're a serious player. If you so, if if thirty of my hundred jokes are funny, I'm a Hall of Fame joke teller. Yep. I'm probably right now batting like two twenty seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm I'm a couple. Uh, uh, I'm someone in the background. Anna's in the background giving me like a eh, one ninety eight. But you know what I mean? You you get a couple bloops into uh, short right field, and you get on first. You're good. You're at three hundred in no time. I was having this conversation with somebody today with something like humor. At what point is it? I don't think it's at any point fair to draw the line between what we can joke about and what we can't because everybody gets offended by different things. Everybody finds different things funny, right? Like you might get hit by a joke that you didn't even realize you'd be affected by. And you're like, oh shit, I didn't find that funny, but like, I don't want to ruin it. You know, the best thing about humor, like you said, is if you don't like it, you can just leave. It's not fair to be like, you can't joke about that because of my experience. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. And maybe that person shouldn't make that joke in your presence to preserve your feelings. But that being said, like if you go to a comedy show and you're like, I didn't like that person's joke, they should be fired. No, you can just not pay to see it anymore. And, and at the same time, you can not like someone's joke, but still like the rest of their material. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's a number of guys that I listen to, and I, I like, I like, I like a lot of stand-up comedy. They can mess with jokes the same way us as regular dudes trying to be funny can mess with jokes. Mm-hmm. But because you tell one bad joke or one really offensive joke makes you unfunny. No, you make one bad meal, suddenly you don't know how to cook anymore. Yeah, no, you just made a bad meal. Yeah, you, you, you miss one I mean? free throw, you can't shoot anymore, right? Like just Nick Anderson, but. <laughs> Um, times in a row <laughs> <laughs> oh shot in the um, finals. no it, it's uh 
you, you got to know your audience, but if you're speaking to the masses, you don't know everyone in your audience. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the audience to know that this, this guy is just trying to make me laugh. And if that didn't make me laugh, it wasn't for me. I'll wait for the next one. That is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, uh, you, you, you put yourself out there on, on any platform. If you're trying to be successful, you're going to offend someone. Mm-hmm. If you're in, if you're in business, and you provide a product, your product won't be for everyone. Your product might also offend someone or your price will offend someone. And that's okay because what whoever it offended is not for them. Mm-hmm. If you're a comedian and your joke offends someone, that's not your audience. You don't tailor your material to the people that don't like you. You tailor it to the people that do like you. Yeah. Like- you know, say podcasts, business, jokes, cooking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if I make you guys dinner and you guys don't like it, I'm not going to change everything I make to make you two happy. I'm going to make what I make good better for the people that love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we have this fucked up society where people are, are catering to, to the negative voices and giving the negative voices strength where sometimes we got to step back and just be like, chill the fuck out. Yeah. Hey, let's move past this and we'll all be all right. Yeah. And, and and there's there's nothing wrong with not liking things. Like this isn't I don't think what you're saying is if you don't like something, you must you must suppress that and like what other people. No, there's nothing wrong with that, but just at a certain point you need to kind of realize what's a positive use of your energy. Is it to try to shout down somebody and completely focus on something you hate or to yeah. just turn around and be like, "Yeah, you know what? It's it's not worth my time." Right. Yeah, exactly. Positive use of your energy is a, is a very good expression. Um, how many times in a day, like you could, you could have a moment where a stranger in public or, or your partner or, or someone that, you know, that's like a mutual friend where you could just, you could call someone or text someone and be like, yo, this dude really pissed me off. And then you're like, it's not major enough to me to share that negative energy. So I'm just going to not say anything about it. And two or three minutes later, you're not even thinking about it anymore. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you shared that negative energy with someone, now the two of you are talking about it and it eats at your mood for the next hour or day or week. You know what I mean? Um, so if you, if you focus, and, and this is like a daily struggle for me and probably for a lot of people, mm-hmm. if you focus on the positive energy or, or forgetting about those negative things, you live a much happier life and you, yep. you're a lot more productive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember, you probably actually remember this when it happened. I don't cause I wasn't that big on social media and I think I was like 14 or 13 when it happened. Do you remember dongle gate? Mm. Do you remember dongle gate? Dongle gate? Like, like the dongle on your phone, like the, the electronic piece. No, I don't at all. Oh my God. So I, I I've mentioned this on like every episode. You know, recent listeners be like, shut the fuck up by the book you read, Bueno. Uh, it's called So You've Been Publicly Shamed. Okay. And it was about these two guys were at this tech conference and they made these kind of like sexual jokes about like, they're just like giggling to each other, like just dumb guys, right? Like, oh, big dongles or to fork a repository means like to copy software. So they're like, oh, I'll fork that person's repo. Haha, <laughs> big dongles, whatever. And so yeah. this person got up and turned around and took a picture of them. And they didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. They're like, whatever. 
but they tweeted, wow, like not cool. These guys are tweeting about, or they're joking about big dongles and this, that, and they're making it really uncomfortable. And like sex jokes at this conference aren't funny and you're making people uncomfortable. And they're like, what the hell? So it starts to gain some traction. One of the guys ends up getting fired for making that joke. And so he reaches out to the person who posted. He's like, hey, like, I understand that you were offended by that. And like, I'm sorry, I didn't honestly mean to hurt your feelings, but I wish you would have talked to me first rather than to post it because I just lost my job and that sucks. So he posted that on some internet site, like some forum. And then everybody came after that woman and like took it again way too, like everything was taken way too far. Like the internet was like threatening to kill this woman. And they're like, let's like murder her and do all this unspeakable shit. Like let's rape her and murder her and fucking cut her body up. It's like, hold, yo, people need to fucking relax. The thing, the thing about shit like that is you look at a swing. If you push a swing, it goes so far one direction. It will always come back the equal and opposite direction. Mm. So you take a dude and you fire him. You're you're going like pretty, where's my box? You're going over here, right? Mm -hmm. So this dude reacts. You cannot react and and there's no pushback and it comes to here. But because you react, where's my box? It comes back here. Mm -hmm. Now people are fighting from here to here, pushing back and forth. And, And that's that shit where it's just like, um, I hate to bring up politics and and especially U.S. politics because I don't follow it. Mm -hmm. But because Trump is so polarizing, he gets COVID and people are wishing death upon someone that they don't even know. Yep. Yep. And and the, the appropriate reaction is, I don't want that person to die. And this is unfortunate that it happened to him. And maybe something positive can come of this. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I think you're think, a bigot and you should fucking die yourself now because you said that. How dare and, you? and that's the response that people, how, how can you stand up for him? I'm not standing up for him as a person. I'm standing up for a person where... I think this makes you racist. <laughs> well, I am. Right? You're racist by association now. Just against Brazilians though. Yeah, honestly, fair. I would be too. Yeah. I, I watch City of God enough actually, so I'm, I'm not even racist against Brazilians. I know like three Portuguese words and I'm good. Um, but, but it's just a matter of the, the swing always goes the equal and opposite direction. Yeah. Um, right. So those guys were probably out of pocket for what they said. Maybe you go back to your hotel room after and make jokes like that amongst each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in public and anyone can hear that and you can trigger anyone, but they fire back and now it's just pissing more and it goes back and forth until mm-hmm. It goes too far. She, en- she ended up getting fired, by the way. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's karma. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was about to say, I feel like that's appropriate for the, for the scenario. I don't yeah, feel and- bad for the fact that she got fired, but then so many people were still harassing her that for a year she had to disappear and she was like jobless and hiding from people for a year. That's too far. <laughs> harassing on the internet is like the lamest shit I've ever heard of in my life. Like, you're 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 one of the the biggest losers on earth. Like if you if you take like the top ten percent losers on earth, you're in that category. If like your Twitter profile is a green egg, 
or your Instagram profile is some stick drawing cartoon, whatever, something that's not you. And you're out there like being like meaningly hurtful or malicious. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking loser. Straight up. Um, and, and like, those are the people that all fucking kill you. No, you won't. You don't even leave your parents' basement. So <laughs> shut the fuck up, log off, and go do something productive with your life. You know yeah. what I mean? But then, but then again, you do have some people like the Vegas shooter who are like, oh, those weirdos on 4chan, because 4chan's anonymous. And then they yeah. actually go and shoot up a public place. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's wild. Um, hey, 7 billion people on earth. You're going to get people that go against the grain yeah, and, uh, whatnot. But I mean, for those, those people who, uh, who are those, those like anonymous keyboard warriors, I keyboard warriors, like go get a clown outfit, go get a rope and go get a rickety stool and log off. Yeah. They got Jesus Christ. They go- <laughs> They uh they need a pair of size twenty three shoes to complete the look. <laughs> totally, and some Travis Scott uh, McDonald's. Yeah, only the only the finest. Yeah, but but you're right, right? Like, I I've actually said before there should be like an emotional um, standard test to to use social media. Mm-hmm. We should just not. We should just charge for Twitter. I feel like social media should be charged. I don't disagree. Not actually, but like in that, in the, in that, in that scheme. I don't disagree with you. And I'll tell you what, I wouldn't pay for it. I know I wouldn't either free. If I had to pay for it, I wouldn't use it. It's not, it's something good to read while I'm on the toilet and past that. You're like, nah, whatever. I get, uh, my sports news from it and a couple laughs and I can, I can Google both of those. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, you should have to pay for it and see who, who still uh, values it enough to use it. Yeah. True. Yeah. If you, if you value social media enough to pay for it, to get the same amount of well, validation from it, yeah, it's not worth it. The only, yeah. Yeah, the, the only reason social media is popular is because it's free. Honestly, yeah, exactly. I, I believe that 90% of problems on the internet – could be solved by if you just message the person rather than tweeting it or posting it and like trying to slander their name. Yep. I agree. Public, public shaming is, has never worked and never will. Never. Um, say, say either of you, and, and I've had these conversations with people where you, you can message them and be like, uh, what did you mean by that? Sometimes it's not even close to what you thought. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'm glad we had this conversation because you could fire back and and it turns into a pissing war over something that wasn't even a real thing in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you completely, right? And uh, a good lesson I learned recently is before you do anything, come to the person first. And even if it gets heated, even if it kind of like gets misunderstood like you're talking to the person and i think anybody would appreciate that over going to other people that's where resentment starts when you like publicly shame people that's that's where the swing effect starts right you can stop that swing right in its right in its tracks if you're just like hey like can i talk to you about xyz i think in the digital age um and i'm like i grew up without social media i didn't have the internet in my house till i was 24 25 like um people 
are afraid of uncomfortable situations. Um, and Kanan, I don't know you as well, but Nick, I know you a bit better. And, and a few younger dudes I know um, are capable of these conversations, but we don't live in a world where someone's okay to confront you face to face, see a human face, see human emotion, be like, I don't like what you did. And to have that conversation and still get along afterwards. Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Instead, it's just like, uh, Bueno talked to the girl I liked and he knew I liked her. So I'm going to tweet that, uh, you know, his podcast sucks. And you're like, just talk to the dude. Yeah, Maybe I mean, he didn't really know or, or whatever the situation is. Do you know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's a super lame example. But yeah, You could have done um, worse too if you wanted to hurt me. Like really. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but just, just talk to the dude and maybe he's just like, my bad, man. Like, I didn't know anything was going on. I'll step off mm -hmm. or, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it, it's just, I, I feel like no one these days and, and it's creeping into people my age that are getting used to social media that are like, oh, I no longer have to be that person I, I grew up to be. I can just like subtweet so-and-so, um, or, or make these comments or, or whatever to, to get at them instead of just confronting something like a, like an adult human would do. Yeah. What's, what's that verse in the big brother by Kanye West? It's like, should have talked to you like a man should have told you first, but I told somebody else that's what made shit worse. That, that, yeah, that's exactly it. I love that verse. <laughs> big, big brother is such a good tune. This will be a whole nother conversation, but big brother is such a, such a solid tune. It's a great song. Um, like two at the time, two of like world moguls mm -hmm. and Kanye to put himself out there as like kind of like an apology track and like publicly saying how much he like loves and respects him. Mm -hmm. uh, that that was that was, I love that song. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great. And like, like you said, I I think we miss a lot of basic human growth when we don't go to people first. And if you can't do it face to face, call them, text them, DM them, whatever. But you know, you, and you know this when you're young and you're first telling your friends something that you don't like about them or something that he did that pissed you off, you know, you don't know how to express yourself. You think about it, you struggle, but ultimately if you guys are going to get past that, you have to have that weird, like, Oh shit, I don't know how to feel about this. Maybe your friend cries. And you're like, what the fuck you cry? You're like, what the fuck? but you work it out. Yeah. You know, when you're, yeah. when you're young, that happens. It's supposed um, to. Yeah. It, it's man. Sometimes you, it, it's nice to have a good argument, like to air some shit out with someone that you love. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, like, like it's, it's just refreshing. It's like hitting control. I'll delete on a friendship where you, you, you air some grievances that sometimes you didn't even know you had. And at the same time, though, I think we should be just as willing to to speak positively. Um, you should be able to call any of your friends and just be like, "I love you, man. Like, you're you're a valuable asset to my life. Like, we all stay in this neutral lane. Like, we're in the middle lane on the highway, and we don't go in the right lane where we'll hurt anyone's feelings, and we don't go in the left lane where we tell people how much we care about them, and we live in this like superficial. Like, we send each other memes and memes memes um and we have a good laugh about it and there's there's never any like substance you know what i yeah. mean right um, I, I was talking to a friend like not too long ago and that's a majority of male relationships right there's no substance to a lot of 
French male friendships. Like that's why I value mine and Bueno's friendship a lot. Cause like we have those conversations, like we have those, I value you conversations mm-hmm. and such and such and such. But I noticed that a lot of guys, they're just like, Oh, sports, video games, X, Y, Z. And that's mm-hmm. pretty much the baseline of their relationship. And there's not much else to relate on. Uh, my boy, Willie, uh, I played Bison's with him. I played against him when we were younger before that. Uh, bueno, you might remember Will. Um, were you in the garage gym or did you just come to the Stradbrook location? Stradbrook location. Okay, so Will would have been before you. Ah, shit. Um, but I've, I've known this guy since 2006. And uh, whenever he calls me, he ends the call with, I love you, bro. Mm-hmm. And the first time I was kind of like, all right, man. Because you don't hear that from your boys too often. And then you, you, you take a step back and you think about it and you're like, that's really cool that he's comfortable just to be like, hey, I love you. You know what I mean? Like, I, until Willie got me comfortable saying that, I never really said it to any other man ever except my dad. Mm-hmm. Right. You know I mean? And, uh, you know, it's, it's not culturally cool uh, to do that shit. And when you're like, fuck that noise, like, I need this guy. If I'm gone tomorrow... I want this guy to know that I love him and I value him in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, man or woman, whatever, anyone that you value in your life, you should really, if you mean it, throw that word out and let, let people know, like, you might be gone tomorrow. They might be gone tomorrow. And I wouldn't want anyone gone wishing I would have said it. And I don't want to go with anyone wondering if I thought it or not. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah, straight up. Uh, and I, I think and that's straight from my boy, Willie, where I, I remember like, driving in my car the first time he said it we had this conversation it's not about anything serious just casual conversation he's like all right i'll holler more i love you bro and i'm like all right man see ya and and i spent the rest of that drive going down portage avenue like uh, like why did he say it oh it's actually really cool that will said it like he's pretty he's figured things out and then Mm -hmm. i started doing that more you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm reading this book now. It's called The Practical Guide to Men. And it was talking about some of the shit that men have. And it's like, I read the other side of it. It's called The Tactical Guide to Women. And it's like looking at the opposite gender in terms of relationships and how to value who's of substance. And one of the things they said is that men are often chastised for not showing enough emotion. And then they become chastised when they do show emotion. So I think oh, a lot of guys grow up. All of a sudden. Huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if, yeah. If you tell somebody you love them, if you show something soft, if, if you do something romantic or nice for your girl or one of your friends or something romantic for your friends, uh, then all of a sudden you're a bitch or you're a simp or you're a loser. You know, that, and that's something that I've struggled with a lot. I know a lot of guys struggle with that, but it, you know, it takes a lot of security and it takes a lot of courage to kind of break past those, I think, archaic trains of thought. I agree. Well, I just want you guys to both know I love both of your mustaches. Thank you. Thank you. Openly. No cap. This has been growing all corona, man. I haven't I haven't shaved it. I didn't shave. This I is didn't all you get. <laughs> I didn't shave all you no get. shave in November last year, and this is what I ended up with. So I was like, wow, it's actually pretty cool. I'm pretty happy. That's a solid muzzy. Yeah, thank I'm you. St- I'm starting mine early, clearly. I mean You gotta shave the rest though, Kanan. No, I look like a pedophile. <laughs> You'll look like no, a young just putting Wendell. it out there, dude. You'll look like a young Wendell Clark. <laughs> I don't even know who that is, so. Google it. Wendell Clark had a, the sickest muzzy in Toronto Leaf 
Toronto Maple Leaf history. I was thinking Wendell Carter when you said that. I was like, Kanan looks nothing like Wendell Carter Jr. And I don't know who Wendell Carter is. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a center on the Bulls. See, there you go. I mean, he's a center on the Bulls, really. Currently? Yeah. Okay. I'm so out of touch with, like, modern NBA. I mean, if you're not, like, a starter, <laughs> I, I don't know the league like I used to know. He's a starter on the Bulls. I'll cut you some slack. <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, to be honest, I, I don't know if I could name any starter on the Bulls right now. Yeah, you could. Uh, that rookie dude. Um, shit. Who's that rookie? That, that's like a straight score. I won't know his name unless you say it. Didn't they have a Sexton? That's Cavs. Colin Sexton? That's the Cavs. Okay. First year or second year guy on the Bulls, a guard? Uh, Kobe White. That's what I was thinking of, Kobe White. He's I probably mean, like in his sixth year. No, no, he's he's in, he just finished his rookie year. You know, there's a former dunk champion who's on the Bulls. Two-time oh. dunk champion. Three-time? Two-time. Two-time dunk champion. Back-to-back in 15 and 16. Levine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Otto Porter, yeah. Lowry Markkinen. Anyways. Markkinen's a beauty. Yeah. He, you know where he would fit nice is actually Golden State. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I think the Warriors need more size and defense than they need anything. Because, like, r- really, Clay's coming off that ACL tear. I was having this argument with Casey. He's like, dude, they train. I'm like, yeah, but you're never in basketball shape unless you play basketball at that level, right? Like, it's part of it, yeah. Clay's going to be back and he's kind of coming off that injury. Draymond can play defense, but like who else? Steph can't really defend. He gives his all, but he can't do it, right? Yeah. Andrew Wiggins is an enigma. <laughs> right? So if Wiggins isn't what they want him to be and you have another guy who can't play defense, you're fucked. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll just have to win like 145 to 140 games. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, uh, but no, it's... Uh, yeah, why, why are we talking about the Bulls, Chicago Bulls basketball? That's that hasn't been cool for twenty years. But because uh, <laughs> you said I look like someone, he said you look like he was talking about our mustaches that he loves. And I love your Wendell facial Clark. hair. Look up Wendell Clark. Kane is gonna hit his jewel first. Give him a sec. Hit that jewel, baby. The old douche canoe. You know what? One of my, one what? my, my favorite. is that your father? Where what? Oh, oh I thought Clark. you Googled Wendell Clark and found your long-lost father. One of my favorite jokes from a local comedian was... Uh, I, can't, I, I can't grow it down here, so, I mean, that's a problem, but I can I see I can it. on one side. I'm 40 years old, and I can only do one side. I'm hoping in my next 20 years I can connect the other side. I can't connect my mustache to my beard. That's why I always shave my mustache and keep the beard. But then I look Amish, so there's it's I can't win. I really just can't win. I think you should just shave the. I should think you should just leave it, and if some like hairs grow in that in between space, just shave those. No, because I want it to connect, but it won't. No, but then and that'll facilitate growth. That's a myth. Shaving so. doesn't. <laughs> shaving doesn't promote hair growth. So. <laughs> Dude, who cares? Bueno's been shaving his chest for twenty five years for no reason. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> And it is 2020. You don't need to actually know things. You just need to say it with conviction and people will believe you. Come on. I've lived well, I, I didn't believe you, so where's your argument now? 
some idiot out there is gonna be like, "Yo, he's right." Yeah, yeah. Every fifteen-year-old. Yeah, no, I hope no fifteen-year-olds listen to your guys' podcast. Me too. I hope they do because they're gonna learn some shit that uh, is very valuable life skills. Me we'll too. learn in school, that's for sure. Yeah, I've talked about. <laughs> They'll learn some shit that they will not learn in the schoolyard. I've talked about my foreskin ripping and eating people out on periods and shit. Like, I don't, I don't want fifteen-year-olds to be listening to that. <laughs> Jeez, you really put it all out there, hey? Hey, man. Hey, man. Winnipeg's <laughs> finest after dark. That that <laughs> effort that I put in the gym, I had to transfer it somewhere, you know? Say that again? I said that effort I put in the gym, I had to transfer somewhere. <laughs> Never made it onto the court, so you had to bring it somewhere. Yeah, I didn't mind uh, getting my nose dirty, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys doing the Zoom podcasts? Yeah. yeah. Person? Hopefully soon. I mean, everything uh, everything considered, it's kind of difficult right now. And plus, we don't really have a studio space to uh, yeah to do anything. So, um, where you were previously recording is that just not an option right now? Yeah, it's uh, it's currently under dispute. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, the the two of you never get together to do it. It's tough. It's tough, yeah. I mean, I'm working two jobs. He's working. You're Mm -hmm. working two jobs. It's plus, you know, I'm like, I'm streaming on Twitch a lot right now. So, what are you streaming? uh, Meet and fuck online. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I usually stream uh, like Apex Legends or Warzone. I'll play some Gears of War 5. I'm, I don't know, a variety streamer. I play a bunch of different games. I don't really stick to one game. Pardon? You're not dedicated to one? No, I play a ton of games. I mean, I stream Monopoly for fuck's sakes. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just whatever I'm joining, whatever me and the friends are playing. So, yeah, Canon caught this fucking piece when we played Monopoly with Denzel and Garrett. Yeah. You know what? You got lucky. That's all I'm going to say. Dude, I ran the table. Bruh, you got lucky three I mean, times. All of you guys were really drunk, and like, we changed the rules three times throughout the game, but. You also landed on free parking three times. That's yeah, what will need the game. We played like Monopoly Universal Basic Income Edition. <laughs> so every time something was bought, you didn't give the money to the bank. You put it in the middle. And then whoever landed on free parking got it. And I landed on oh, free parking. Geez. I landed on it like three or four times. That's not fair. See, like we did, like how I usually do it is we do the same, like similar, but instead of like property purchases, those go to the bank. But anytime you get like a community chest or a chance that pays that you have to pay into, that's when you pay into the, into the middle. No, you see, it's exactly fair. You know, we made the rules. I won according to the landscape. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying you won the rules. (laughs) Um. And I, I I should have said that's not fair because I don't really feel like anything is fair, and you just gotta be the most tactical one to win but those are those are some wild ass rules it's like winning a bubble title it's weird it's not the right circumstances that you normally are used to but you won yeah come on uh, man we can uh, we can run another monopoly game i'll show you how we play and i'll i'll give you that i'll give you that uh i'll give you that monopoly smoke bro yeah it's <laughs> true hooligan fuckery like i i don't think i've ever been a part of something worse before in my life I mean, aside from this podcast, but that's... Playing with Denzel and Garrett would be interesting, too. It's fun, yeah. That, that was a trip. That was a really good time. And then we all, like, stopped, ate pizza. It was, that was a really fun time, actually. I had a good day that day. 
Yeah, um, that was fun. Last week, uh, Denzel and I were mid-recording, and uh, Garrett came downstairs and completely unplanned, and we had him as a surprise guest on the podcast. Oh, it's the first time I've actually spent any time with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he, he was definitely a positive addition. We're going to have a full show with him soon. Um, he, he's a funny dude. I actually want to, uh, two things. I want to go see him do stand-up. Mm-hmm. And uh, what about you, Bueno? Are you still? I, I was supposed to do a gig yesterday, but with COVID and everything, I got shut down. Brutal. Yeah. You, you got, you're, you're working on it still, though? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 I actually had a joke like 90% written. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this would be one that I should send Bueno's way. Yeah. And I can't think of it right now. When you when but you remember it. When, when I do, I'm going to text it to you. Uh, it was more on the raunchy side, which is more you and less uh, Garrett. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was an Epstein, Theo Epstein joke. Okay. Um, and I'd tell it here, uh, but it's better for kids. Yeah, people uh people don't want to tune to After Dark about anything. They don't want to tune to this either. So uh <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, I uh no, I came up with a really bad joke a while ago that you guys know I'm telling this. But uh yeah, no, yeah, send it my way. Send it my way when you get a chance. Yeah, uh it, but yeah, it was, it was the uh the upside joke and it, it started with are there any pedophiles in the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> It's better I write that stuff and give it to other people. Yeah. Just ghostwrite, uh, man. Yeah, ghostwrite for me. Yeah. <laughs> ghostwriter Supreme. I, I wish I could be a verified ghostwriter. Um, <laughs> so if the shit hits, I get paid. And if it misses, I don't get the blame. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Any any pedophiles in the building? Holla. <laughs> Holla, have you been hit with a misdemeanor? <laughs> you guys just go to that side of the room. <laughs> Okay, like, get back over here. Not you. <laughs> nah, just Kane. following the crowd, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Kana would just be, if you've been irredeemably horny 90% of the time this week, go to that side of the room. And everybody would just like right. make a circle around Kanan, literally. Kanan's like, retweet if you're only tweeting with one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm going to tweet that right now. <laughs> Please do. I want to see, see how many uh, likes you get. How many retweets. Yeah. If anybody shows up to my fucking comedy show with a Pornhub hoodie, I'll know it's Canon. Yo, you know what? I still want one of those. I've I don't seen, know why. I've seen so many of those retweets. I'm really surprised you haven't won, if I'm being honest. I see it so often. I, I've seen a few of those pop up. <laughs> it's like, who wants this Pornhub shoelace? And Canon's like, yeah, I'll take it. Yo, I'll, honestly, bro, if I ever get... Honestly, what I want is a uh, a white Pornhub bucket hat. That's all I want. That's literally the only thing I want out of that whole collection. Jeez. But it doesn't come with your subscription. No, sadly. They got to talk to Sports Illustrated. Um, you know, and when you get your year-long subscription, you should get like a, Shirt a Pornhub or windbreaker, uh, or maybe some velour sweats. Something that lets people know, like. I'm dedicated to Pornhub and my subscription. 
Hey, man, I used that carpool. free month at the beginning of COVID, and that's the best I'm going to get. More it's than like, this carpal here. tunnel, I'm, I'm dedicated. <laughs> this, <laughs> this hand cramp won't, won't cause itself. So, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but nice to meet you. Take my strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get a sweet Pornhub wallet. Dude, a Pornhub wallet would be, like, fire. I feel like there's a joke waiting to happen and I just can't finish it. <laughs> hey man, I've been there. I can't finish sometimes too. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> going Kane's going hard, hard as he can is just not coming out. <laughs> Fucking guy. Just torturing whoever he's with. So like just fu- never mind. I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead. Uh I'm not actually ahead, but I'm just gonna stop anyway. Um <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, Kane, if you ever if you ever win, please let me know. I, I'm actually. Oh, if I ever win anything off of that, I will be posting it at every single tweet. Just like I'm actually low key invested on your Pornhub merch. One day, you know, maybe you should just uh, buy me a Pornhub sweater. I I'm hundred percent not going to do that because it would ruin the whole thing. Tweet them and offer to change your name to Pornhub Canaan <laughs> for a year if they send you the white bucket hat. Yo, that's. I feel like if I'm changing my name on Twitter, I'm changing my whole persona. So I feel like I'd ha- I'd need like the whole collection. At least, a, at least a bucket hat and a hoodie. I feel like that's fair. But quarter length socks. Ooh, get some crew socks in there. Rocking with yeah. my with my AF ones. Kanan's that Kanan's that dude who watches the porn where the guys wearing the knee high socks. <laughs> nice. You ever notice? I don't watch porn, so I I heard this. <laughs> good save <laughs> yeah i read it in a newspaper article once i read it in a newspaper article that in gangbangs guys always have their shoes on still yeah i, I think i saw that that free press editorial <laughs> uh, yeah ed tate might have wrote about it how do they get their pants off and keep their shoes on this is all hearsay i've never seen it myself I don't know. Wear some sweatpants. They must be open bottom or like the quarter length zip sweatpants because if there's an elastic bottom, it's still like to pull them over your Nike Monarchs. Is oh, a lot dude, of work. What, what about, um, by the way, the title of that article would be like all shoes, no pants. And then it just shows a shirtless dude drinking Gatorade. Anyways, um, maybe they're wearing like, tearaways. Maybe. Like if you Both were, come back. If you were hypothetically a woman in a porno, and a dude ripped his pants off like he was about to check into a playoff game, would you not be more into it? Bob Costas announces you walking into the room <laughs> and starting at fourth guy in from St. Paul's Collegiate, standing at 6'2", 147 pounds, Nicholas Bueno. Pants come off. Ah, no one's cheering. End scene. Shit, that's small. Yeah. Hey, hey, dude. The more pubes you have, the bigger it looks. I feel like that's the opposite. <laughs> Someone even laughed at the background in that one, Bueno. Like, <laughs> that's how bad that was. <laughs> you know the whole seeing the uh, forest for the trees? Yeah. That's just seeing the bush for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, my, my question is this. Is it... Is it gay? Like, if you taste your own semen? 
The audience says if you have to ask, it's gay. <laughs> like that's a good answer. That is a good answer. Um, <laughs> it depends on the means that you tasted it. Like it's from like an equal rights standpoint. So I'm here's a scenario hypothetical that I may or may not have been into in this you're done masturbating and you're looking at it and you're like, women have put this in their mouths. So it's only fair that I do it too. Cause then I'd be sexist if I did. That's very equal rights of you. Uh, right. Of the person that you're hypothetically thinking of. I think so. Um, well, this took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's yours though. Yeah. If if that situation is gay, so is masturbating. Exactly. Not like there's anything wrong with being gay, just in case there are people out there taking notes on my podcast. No, no, no. It's totally fine. It's uh, you could say when. Would, would it maybe make you bi curious? I think it. I think it makes me an ally. No, this guy that you. Oh, uh, I think it makes the guy an ally to women. First off, uh, second off, I think. It makes him like a scientist. <laughs> wow. That's deep. Something Nick doesn't hear often, actually. That was very deep. Oh, there he is. <laughs> Showbang. So how long have you been waiting for the to ask that question? I feel like it's been burning. Inside Dude, literally ever since I got my first McDole's assessment. Yeah. <laughs> Casey couldn't answer you because he got cold feet, and you're like, "Fuck! I need someone to answer me." <laughs> like Beeks is worried about like actual operation gym shit. Casey doesn't want to answer this question, so I got to ask him somehow. Casey's like, "It was just so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't it stop. Looked, it looked like icing. Okay. <laughs> you ever fry a cinnamon bun? The icing melts. It looks delicious. Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, scientist post fruit platter is much more pleasant than scientist post anything else. <laughs> Jesus fuck, man. <laughs> what else have you tasted, Bueno? You eat blood, um, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, you're really. Uh, I mean, that's that's Thousand Island dressing right there. If you mix those two, that's perfect <laughs> sauce. Beaks, you can't say that. <laughs> what in the fuck? Um, it's called strawberry shortcake, actually. <laughs> it's a strawberry cream pie, man. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Call me like a romantic Dracula. That's what I'd like to think of myself as. I like that. Anybody who says I don't go the extra mile is full of shit. That's the only thing I can hang my hat on. That's. You know, if, if your life after basketball is anything like your life when you're training for basketball, I don't doubt you go the extra mile for the guys. Like you always, for your teammates and the boys, you always went the extra mile. And, and everybody says you want your partner to be your teammate, right? It is. It's, it's teamwork. Teamwork yeah. makes the dream work. Yeah. So if they, you know, if we just went out to dinner and they're like, oh, I feel bloated, but I still kind of want it, but I feel bad. It's like, nah, it ain't a big deal. And they're like, and I'm on my period. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Just turn the lights off. There you go. Yeah. It's the same thing. I don't think it is, but. 
Definitely I'm still not thrown off by the Big Mac sauce. That was the, there's some gross things that I like. There's some <laughs> gross jokes I've heard in my life, but like that's the top ten. <laughs> I'm honored. Oh man, that's top ten, man. <laughs> you see him on Twitter. You see you see how much fucked up shit I've seen. It's true. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Oh man! Your Twitter search history is probably worse than my Google search history. <laughs> Don't worry, I clear that shit every day. <laughs> Nobody catching me slipping, bro. Oh man, I feel like this is a good place to start to wind down. What do you guys think? We're an hour fifteen in. I think so. Yeah. I'm kind of tired of uh, Bueno's. Yeah, me being disgusting. Horniness. <laughs> me, me ruining the fucking episode. You should you do this time and not me. And so. they went, say you're in a car accident and they went through your search history. Who in your life would be most disappointed? My girlfriend. Real real talk, honestly. Yeah. Raptors fans. I searched the I search for Golden State Warriors news a little too much. I believe it's disappointing, but I also believe that. <laughs> That that is the most. If 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 anyone listening to this doesn't know Nicholas Bueno personally, that is the most Bueno answer you could possibly get. His dying words would be, "Resign Kawhi." <laughs> <laughs> no, my my dying words would be, "It wasn't Damari Carroll's fault," and then I <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> Kanan, got a girlfriend? Somehow. Jeez. Delete that Twitter, dog. Oh, forget, delete, forget deleting your group test. Just delete social media altogether. You landed one? Bro, it. she loves the Twitter, man. That's like one of the things she's like, she's like, don't stop tweeting. I love your Twitter. I'm like, good, good for you. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice, man. Like, hey, yeah. that's a keeper. Hey, man. If she, if she won't... Uh, she she's been following me before we started talking, so she knows what's up. This is Has she seen I, you in person? Uh no, actually. It's only through Zoom. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm still all right. <laughs> Yo, those those filters though, they're getting real life now. Like you you can keep this relationship going for a while. I think so too. I think yeah. uh, I think I'm uh, doing all right. This and if you ever need to meet her in person, just give me the time and location. I'll go for you and you can keep it going another year or so. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut I'll cut my mustache off before it meets the beard, and I'll say, "I'm you. We're good." Yeah, just wear a Raptors hat. It's the same person. Yeah, the, you know the we're brothers. I feel like we're brothers. I'm look look at. I'm growing out my hair too. I'm trying to see how much is left. I'm the catching only, up. The we're only thing good. that sucks about Kanan having a girlfriend now is that we know when he finally wins a Pornhub sweater, she's gonna take it. Oh fuck no! Don't let that happen. <laughs> there there are very few things. I would not give to her. Porn up sweater is included in that. <laughs> what about the bucket hat? You got me fixated on this bucket hat, but I think a black one would look better. Yeah, me too. I have so much black clothes. I mean, like I have a black Raptors bucket hat. So I mean, like, I feel like I feel like I need a white one. I don't know, man. White is just so clean. But that's you know, the thing. I, it's only clean while it's clean. Black can true. get dirty and still be black. You get a white bucket hat. You get a couple sweat lines on it. You'll stop wearing it. You won't appreciate it anymore. It'll look like shit. That's a good point. That is a very good point. You know what I mean? You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Google right now how much it would be to just order a a black pornhub bucket hat. I'm just Danny, curious. Why, why don't you 20, show how much? Twenty two ninety nine for sure plus shipping. 
Cannon, why don't you just go like don't go the the normal route. Everyone knows Pornhub. Show what a kind of a porn connoisseur you really are. Get like a red tube bucket hat. Twenty eight dollars. Twenty eight. Shipping and taxes and discount. Okay, that's standard. I want to. I just want to see how much it would cost just to ship it to my place, man. I'm curious. We're doing science right now. What's in your background, by the way? What are you hiding? All my room. Yeah. I have no ceiling. <laughs> no, his girl's there. He's lying. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I'll show you. I just, I have no ceiling cause, uh, I just moved into this room this year and we were kind of, oh, uh, nice in a, in a rush to get me down here. Cause I got gotcha. staying in the now guest room. And, uh, yeah. So we just kind of skipped. Is, is that a bed sheet? Is that a, an oh, arch no, wall is, hang? Uh, this is just a tapestry. And then this is clearly just a Canadian flag. So respect to the Canadian flag. Yeah. I mean, this um, used to be hanging behind my TV, like where I'm facing. Yeah, but, that, that's like art. I was curious. It almost the way you move, it almost looks like you've superimposed yourself in front of it. I know it looks like green screen, right? Yeah, green screen. Thank you. I should know that word, but for some reason I forgot it. Two words. That depends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm I'm the idiot. But uh, Beaks, before you go, I did I tell you this or not? Uh, if I told you, stop me. But you said one of the things that stuck with me longest when I went to McDowell's to work out, I remember asking you, I was like, Hey, you ever feel big in your upper body when you work out upper body, but small in your lower body. And then when you work out your lower body, you feel big in your lower body, but small in your upper body. And you just kind of like glanced at me and you're like, I just feel huge all the time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was the 260 pound version of me. <laughs> and uh i that that definitely sounds like something i said and i probably meant it at the time it was, <laughs> it was hilarious <laughs> um you remember tegan horton of course tegan i love tegan tegan tegan's like an all-time favorite 15 years of training people uh tegan's one of my favorites and there was a year when he brought a, a notepad and he kept it at the front desk and uh he wanted to do a calendar you know those calendars where every day is like a new quote mm -hmm. he wanted to do one of all the stupid shit i said oh my god um and so, some of it valuable some of it ridiculous some of it kind of like dry and sarcastic um and he kept it up for for a full summer of football training and sometimes you look back on that and you're like I'm glad I have a bit of a filter because um, you, you say stuff like that and you're like, I'm such an idiot. But at the same time, you're like, it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'd like to see that eventually. But it's yeah, like me I scrolling back on my Twitter, man. I'm just like, eh, man, I was horny at 1130 last night. Jesus Christ. Oh, big time. Man, I laugh sometimes when I see your Twitter. I, I appreciate following you so much. <laughs> I appreciate that, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's good laugh sometimes. Like, I feel like I, I do feel like I have like a genuine follower base because like some of the shit I tweet would be like a quick unfollow for some people. So the people following me clearly appreciate me to some degree. So it's oh it's, yeah, no doubt. Like there, there's you follow different people for different reasons. Yeah, and and yours is is a matter of like what am I gonna see next? Oh yeah, I I definitely push the barrier of some of my tweets. Yeah. Do you follow VeggieTale Facts on Twitter? 
Yes. No, I've never even heard of that. Dude, oh my lord. Cam, I'm actually going to share my screen right now real quick and like pull up VeggieTale facts. You, we, need to, we need to see this fucking page. Before we go, I, I need to show you this page. It's too good to, to leave. Yeah, VeggieTale facts. Holy Christ, this is my favorite page on fucking Twitter. I want you to read the tweets out loud for the people sitting at home. Holy, I've never seen this on Zoom before. All right, are you ready? <laughs> yeah, read the bio first. Are you a fan of VeggieTales? Want to expand your veggie knowledge? Here at VeggieTales Facts, we treat trivia for fans like you. Okay, first tweet, read it. <laughs> Slap my big vegetable ass. <laughs> at 2020, please just give us this. Asbestos isn't even that bad for you guys. Just hate seeing silicate minerals succeeding. I like that. Let's watch VeggieTales and make out during the scary parts. You fathoming? Huh? You fucking perceiving over there? Comprehending? Beholding even? Bitch. The whole apple thing is a red herring. The f Just wait. The whole apple thing is a red herring. The fall of man happened because Adam got pegged. <laughs> That'd be so much like I stalled on that because I had to read it twice because of poor grammar, but that's that's quality. Root beer has medicinal properties. Oh yeah. This is the veggie tales have gained a taste for human flesh. I just read that one. Thinking about coneheads, nineteen ninety-three. <laughs> No further questions. St. Peter judges you not on your mortal sins, but how many non-constructive Wikipedia edits you've made because you thought it would be funny. <laughs> see you all in hell. <laughs> Scroll. Let's see this. What animal do they milk to get Mountain Dew? <laughs> what animal do they milk to get Mountain Dew? <laughs> I want to get food poisoning on purpose so the diarrhea can annihilate my prostate. <laughs> Trying to move my mouse so I could creep into Bueno's inbox. Not happening. <laughs> okay, let's let's try one more of these, and then the U.S. is a failed state. Okay, my bones. I'm about to start casting spells. I'm sick of this shit. Hold up, hold up, stop, stop, go up. Never fuck someone who uses the word doggo. They'll spend the whole time talking about what a heckin' good pussinero you have. I love that one because I the whole doggo kitty thing is just why can't we talk like adults? <laughs> I appreciate that one. That's amazing. Okay, let's wrap this thing up. This thing's gone off the rails too much. Beaks, man, I love you so much. Yo, well, I, Jake, honestly, man. I appreciate you reaching out for me, inviting me to do this. Um, you guys probably have a lot better people and a lot more interesting people that you could have on the show. But I love you guys. I appreciate you having me on here. And, of course, uh, man. Anytime. Anytime, uh, anytime you guys are, are struck for a low quality guest, just hit me up and I can fire up the old computer and I'd be happy to join you guys. Of course. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. Is there anything what you'd like to do leave? Is, uh, Whiskey Tango podcast meets Winnipeg finest and have all four of us. That'd be, oh, that'd just be talk a over show, each other man. for an hour. Yeah. <laughs>
That would be a complete debacle. It would it would just be noise for an hour and no one would listen, but we'd have a good time. Oh man, play Monopoly in there. Like a three hour Monopoly Bender whiskey tango episode would probably be the worst thing of all time for listeners. <sighs> a, a live podcast of Monopoly might be probably for like six minutes. Interesting. <laughs> Five tops. Yeah. That's all you're good for, anyways, Bueno. <laughs> so you start eating the stuff off your stomach. <laughs> Hey, man, I got a big tongue. I can reach. All right. Sign off. Get out. <laughs> yeah, where we ended, people, man. <laughs> people, remember, don't fuck people who use the word doggo. Please don't. VeggieTale facts. Hey, wash your hands. Call your mom. Delete your group chats. Yeah, straight up. Beast, there anything you Love like you guys. Say? Thanks for having me. Anything you'd like to leave with us before you go or not? Nah? I think I already said it. Hopefully, you guys have me back soon. Okay, word. Sounds good. Peace out, y'all. I don't know. We're recording so many episodes. I have no idea what day of the week this is going to be released by the time it actually gets released. Have a good fucking life. How about that? Yeah, let's look for good lives on people. Peace. Have a great life. Peace.